bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 37. And man, we're glad to be back for another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross action from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these episodes already. And of course, the great positive feedback from you guys, the listeners, has been phenomenal. If you still need to go and check out any of the past episodes with awesome guests, Do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one, which is uh, available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Listen Notes, Google Podcasts, and many more to choose from to listen to, of course, past episodes with awesome guests. And it is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local community support in this awesome sport of motocross. And like I said, this is an awesome sport. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast. And we have a lot to talk about regarding local racing and, of course, all the way to professional and everything in between. With that, there are many, many talking points to chat about within this episode. First, we will talk about the local Southeast motocross race, the North Carolina Motorsports uh, Motocross Association, the NCMX Series. From this weekend at Dramaville or Dreamville, whichever one you want to call it, I believe that we're going to call this one Dramaville. This was definitely the Dramaville race. That is uh, for sure, especially with what occurred there within that 50cc shaft class. And of course, we'll get into that and much more. And with that, we will have Ryder Shoemate's father, Tyler Shoemate, call in to give us his opinion and thoughts on the whole ordeal, his racing back in the day and more. And for you guys that don't know, Ryder was the rider who got disqualified. So we're going to talk about that with the father, uh, Tyler, here in just a minute. Then later, we will bring back our Trace Dyer to preview and give our predictions for this upcoming weekend's round of Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series heading into Arlington. Of course, you guys know so much more that we are going to get into. I believe that this is going to be more of a local podcast since we just came back from Dreamville and I was announcing. So be a little bit more of a different uh, different pod and a different look this going around, but I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy it just as much as myself and co-host who I'm going to bring in here in just a second. Make sure to check us out by searching Imperative MX on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, if you have not already done so. And thank you all for supporting us on our social media platforms as we continue to grow. And before we talk any further, we have to say thank you to all the sponsors on board here on the Imperative MX Podcast. West Virginia Motorsports, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, FXR, Hydropower, Total Control Racing Suspension, Silver Valley MX Park, and PR Motorsports. We will get more into each of these awesome companies behind us here in just a bit. And don't forget to check out imperativemx.com. When you get a chance, many new things are in the works. So be on the lookout for those coming to the website shortly. And make sure to support the ones that support the sport. 
like these companies helping us out with this podcast to bring you these weekly episodes. And of course, helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast. The highly likable, knowledgeable, your District 29 2011 C-Class champion. It's co-host Heavy D. What's going on, Heavy? What's up, dog? We have a... This might be one of the podcasts for the books, Heavy D. This one might be that one that uh, oh. that is going to get a lot of attention because there is a lot of drama coming out of this past weekend's NCMX race at Dreamville. Oh, yeah, dude. This one's going to be a... It is, I think this is a barn burner. It's one of those ones that's like, man, like, huh, what we got this week? And uh, I think this is one of the ones we've been waiting on. You don't ever want to look – you don't ever want stuff like this to happen. But it's like you always want something to talk about and to keep uh, motocross a little spicy, you know what I mean? Hey, we're definitely going to keep it spicy with this one. But before we get into it, West Virginia Motorsports, if you're looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over there. At West Virginia Motorsports, if you are around the surrounding area and looking for a new or pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, ATV, scooter, or anything motorized in that manner, stop by Prince of West Virginia or at their brand new location in Whitfield, Virginia. And that dealership is called Virginia Motorsports. So don't forget to order your parts for your current bike through West Virginia Motorsports or Virginia Motorsports alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride. Don't forget those oil and air filters on your way out and heavy d let's try not to catch them on fire okay yeah let, let's not do that we don't want to do that by any means uh like i say that's something you want to live with forever and you'll never live it down that's right so that's... we're gonna we're gonna try to refrain from doing anything like that of course of course well first man we got to get into this local motocross uh racing races this past weekend races this upcoming weekend and of course Races soon to attend. If you guys haven't checked out the Imperative MX compiled schedule of series races, all of the AMA series from around the area, make sure to go and check that out. I spent a quite a bit of time on that, trying to get all of those series schedules together all in one calendar so it's easy for you guys to figure out the dates, the tracks, and which series are racing uh, that specific weekend. And uh, I tell you what, Heavy D, every single time I go to a track, somebody mentions that compiled schedule and that they uh, they really do appreciate it. Heck yeah, dude. I'm I'm loving it. I think it's sick, man. Like, you took the time to put all that together. And, uh, dude, everybody loves it. I feel like it's helping bring some more attention to people out. And, uh, dude, I think it's good. No, I agree. And I tell you what, this second round of the NCMX series at Dreamville MX this past weekend in Rayford, North Carolina, was definitely a record-setting turnout. Um, man, over 400 bikes uh, were entered on Sunday's racing. And of course, on Saturday, we had over 250 come out for practice. So especially looking at the numbers from Saturday's practice, we knew that we were going to have a jam-packed Sunday of racing, and that's exactly what it was, Heavy D. You weren't there, unfortunately, but of course I was there in the announcer's tower getting to call all of the racing action. I tell you what, there was great battles. The track was so rough. Um, and of course, a lot of people are coming for these longer motos, Heavy, and that's exactly what they got on Sunday. Oh, yeah, dude, that... 
the longer motos is where it's at, man. That's what that's what the people want, man. You, I mean, you pay money to come race. You want to get track time, and dude, that's it, it. And it makes for great racing as well. You know what I mean? That's it what does. you look forward to. And I know it probably ran over a bit late, but dude, I mean, honestly, you can't beat it. Like, I'd rather stay a little bit late from getting all the track time and having some good racing rather than you know going home early wishing like, man, I still want to race a little bit or. Man, if I'd have had those uh, extra few laps, maybe I could have done something. Right. You know, sometimes it's better knowing, hey, I had all my laps and I couldn't get it done, so I need to work a little harder rather than just guessing and well, saying, well, what if I had those laps? That's it's better to know than not to know and wish and, and wish upon something. So. Yeah, so A and B got eight laps, uh, that first moto, and I believe the second moto they got five or six, I want to say. Um we only had 18 motos, so it was a little bit easier to try to get through. But yes, with the longer track, it obviously went a little bit farther than we had anticipated. But we wanted to make sure that we give everybody a lot of track time out there and a lot of individuals coming from different states. So we had a lot of diversity um, this weekend, Heavy D, and that was really good to see uh, from different states. And uh, different riders coming down to the NCMX series, man. It was uh, it was awesome. New York and um, people coming up from Georgia and South Carolina and Virginia and Maryland, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it was a uh, it was a lot of different. It was it was very diverse uh, this weekend, that's for sure. And it made for some awesome, awesome racing. Yeah, dude, that's what you want to see. You know, you it's always good to see people travel out of their home states and. You know, want to come down to the Carolinas and see what the, you know, I know it's not District 29 anymore, but in my heart, it's still the D29. Oh, yeah. So people, yep. people still want to see what is, uh, you know, hey, there's nothing finer than to be a 29er. So, hey, <laughs> I mean, I, I applaud everybody uh, wanting to come down and see what the Carolina talent is all about. Hey, I tell you what, we have some of the best tracks and some of the best racers uh for sure on the amateur side that even go all the way up to the professional side we have plenty uh, of racers that are in the professional side right now racing monster energy ama supercross that are from this area and it's awesome to see it's still continuing heavy d and this has uh been a great start to this ncmx series th so far this year heck yeah man you know i haven't been able to make it out the one yet hopefully i get to pretty soon you know we've been out here grinding pretty hard uh uh trying to support the fam you know what i mean but hey hey all these turn great turnouts great racing hey even greater drama <laughs> so hey, we're gonna get to that in just a minute you guys just hold on we're gonna we're gonna get there we have a we have a long discussion about that we just got to get everything else out of the way before we get to uh the trauma that occurred that's for sure um I wanted to speak on just a couple of races uh, that really, really caught my eye this weekend. Um, some really close battles between two riders and in uh, some different classes. Uh, in the 50cc Open, five to eight, Max Forrest on the number 87 and Gunnar Lusk on the number 21. Man, they battled all day long in those uh, in those 50 classes that they were both in and Max Forrest ended up getting the best of Gunnar Lusk in a majority of them, but man, they was tight racing and it went all the way down to the end. So that was a great race. Another one to mention was the mini open nine to 13. Like I said, it was very diverse. Uh, Hudson Vagel or Vagel. I'm not sure exactly how to pr pronounce the last name, but I had been saying his name 
all day long yelling it through the speakers. So nobody came up and, and told me that it was uh, that it was wrong. So I'm going to keep Hudson Vagel uh, going. He was from New York and uh, very, very fast on the number 100. And of course, Easton Kirby, he's he's come out to a couple of these uh, races. I believe he's from West Virginia, um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the sheet directly in front of me, but uh, very diverse in that mini open 9 to 13. And each time that both of those riders were out there, they were battling hard. And Kirby nearly, nearly almost got uh, Vagel there at the end. It always came down to the final corner. And uh, man, that was awesome, awesome racing from the time the gate dropped all the way until the checkered flag. So that was another race uh, that really, really caught my eye and, and caught my attention. Um, in that 25-plus money class, uh, Jiree Mitchell uh, was out front, and he kind of checked out. But really, the the battle to watch um, was Justin Kurtz and David Lambeth, again, battling to the death uh, for uh, for the position uh, in that second place. And I believe Kurtz got, got him a majority of the time. But, man, those two are stuck together like glue, Heavy D. They just are <laughs> always around each other, and, man, they always have Great, great battles all the way down to the end. Yeah, dude, you you talking about two good dudes, and I know what's cool about them. Both of them are super laid back, funny as can be, and they just love racing, dude. They love it. Like, if you ever notice any NCMX race, or like they're always there supporting it, and they're always there giving it their all. So, I mean, those two dudes, they go out there, put in solid battles, and come off the track, and I mean, just as cool as can be. And I tell you what, like, that's what you want to see, man. You know. I know they're, they're, they're both in the prime, as I call it, you know. So they're just after having fun. And at the end of the day, that's what you want, dude. I think that's what makes local racing so good. I agree. I agree. And uh, all right, Heavy, this is our small little time that we get to talk about this 50cc shaft ordeal. <laughs> Four to six debacle that went on uh, between Ryder Shoemate and Noah Forte. Man, there's a lot. Of course, we're going to have uh, Tyler Shoemate, Ryder's dad, on here in just a minute. But from our end, Heavy, um, man, what a what a wild situation, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't there. <laughs> I wish I was there. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it, dude, it's hilarious, man. It's like, it's like, dang, dude, it's, it's, <sighs> You don't really you expect it, but you don't expect it. Yeah, it's something you see more at the nationals, right? But <laughs> like at a local race, I'm telling you, yeah, dude. It's I mean, honestly, it's classic. It's one you can uh, go look back on one day and be like, man, you remember that time <laughs> of all places? It just had to go down here. Hey. Dramaville, baby, Dreamville, Dramaville. That's right, and it was uh, full of drama. Uh, just a couple of hours after the incident. I think all of this went down around 5, 5.30 or so, um, and it went all the way up you know, until later in the uh, evening, of course. Uh, had to do a bike teardown and all of that, um, but the reason that Ryder got disqualified was because the screw in the exhaust, they tack welded that to keep that screw in place. Can you explain that to uh, the listeners for us, Heavy D, on... on uh, on that whole situation and for the disqualification. So basically I've, I've heard of it happening. You know, I think some people have this too. Some people it doesn't, but 
Like, honestly, I think it all depends on how rough your kid is on on the PWs. Like, if you got a kid that's rough on the PW, because, I mean, hell, they ain't made out of nothing to begin with. But all it is, it's like a on the exhaust in the PW, you got like a little spark arrest in there. Sort of like um, a FMF, a Yoshi or something. The aftermarket exhaust you'll buy, and they come, I call it the California spark arrestor for emission. It's basically sort of something like that. It's just like an insert to keep it in there. Right. And it's a screw that goes down. And I, I've I've seen them and I've heard of them, like, like the screws backing out. Some of them breaking because, I mean, it's like a little, I want to say like a little three-eighths inch screw right that goes down in there and so i mean you got some of them like that boulder back out and that spark arrest could fly out so it all it was was a tack weld to hold it in place so that nut wouldn't turn but i mean but that, I that, there, that I doesn't gain that does not give rider an advantage correct no so, it's not an advantage by any means especially yeah. not on that you, you got to go if you want an advantage on those, you got to get real excessive. I've, you got to put a me, you got to put a legit sixty kit in that, um, which we believe, um, and we'll actually talk to Tyler about this um, to know exactly what they protested at first. But I believe that um, the Fortes protested the bike as a sixty kit um, and not you know the regular fifty PW, and then it went on uh, to them finding out about this, and today. Me and you, Heavy D, we were on the phone with Mike Burkeen from the AMA because we wanted to make sure that we get all of our ducks in a row before we come onto this podcast and uh, and speak about it. But we did learn that when you protest, you can protest for multiple different things, not just one, right? So yeah. there was there was a list um, of things that he was able to uh, do and you know pay for, right? And at the end of the day, they won. Um, the Fortes ended up winning the protest, um, and, uh, man, it was a whole ordeal after all of that went down heavy D and we got to see it all over social media and man, uh, that was some good laughs, uh, on come around Monday. Uh, that was a full day of just, um, laughs and. A bunch of crazy stuff was said uh, throughout the social media posts, that's for <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah. Go ahead, Heavy. The floor is yours. Where do we even start? I, I, I don't I mean, know. I, I really, honestly, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Tyler here soon and kind of get his his thoughts on the on the whole ordeal. Um, I'll be. Oh well, let's start like this. Okay, I don't know if I asked you this because. I mean, there's been plenty of discussion about it. I mean, okay, if it was you in that position, would you have protested? No. No, because the kid <laughs> straight up beat me. <laughs> okay. So so okay, this I'll, is so this is what happened, Heavy. In the first moto, Noah was out front. He comes around and, uh -huh. and grabs the white flag. When he grabs the white flag, you go over the tabletop and you start heading down uh, pretty much to the first turn. That section was pretty rough all day and had some deep ruts. Well, Noah ended up falling in one of those ruts, and Ryder ended up getting around him. I would say Ryder was maybe no more than five seconds behind him. Um, so this right. all happened on the, on the last lap, and Ryder ended up winning. The second moto, Ryder ended up pulling the whole shot and started to gap out by about five seconds or so, and uh, that's kind of where I saw Alex start to walk towards the sign-up, and then, of course, over the radio, I heard that there was a protest. Um, 
situation right. that was going down. And the first thing I thought was, you know, I know the shoemates not personally, but I know them enough that I don't think that their kid was cheating. Uh, he's just been that fast. I mean, uh, Heavy D, remember at Silver Valley when we had the uh, best whip contest? Yeah. And remember Ryder was on the P-Dub? And he would just jump that jump. He was no no way he was clearing it right because it was a big it was a big jump for those guys. The six or seven of them that uh, were during uh, were uh, whipping, uh, but you know he would come down that straightaway that just got plowed and just got fixed up by you, and he'd hold that thing wide open and try to jump this jump. And as soon as he landed, I mean, you can hear that whole thing crack and everything, but the crowd just erupts, just goes absolutely insane because this 50 cc shaft kid is trying to jump this jump uh at pretty much mock 10 what he feels you know so um I, i've been around the shoemates for for a little while and have got to seen rider ride right so um i didn't think that there was uh there was anything wrong and then when i heard that um you know this protest was coming in um it was very very uh quick and uh i didn't know what the verdict was until i left but dude it was it was crazy especially the next day that's for sure and uh, i'm gonna be really excited to talk to tyler here in just a minute about uh about that but yeah man i mean if if i was in that position i mean dude me and my dad have been you know we've been racing for a long time and man if somebody just straight up beat me man i mean hey bro they were better than me that day you know Oh yeah, no, I get it. Like, I mean, like me personally, I I wouldn't have just because I look at it from a standpoint like, at the end of the day, like, it's motocross. People are gonna have their opinions. People are gonna, you know, people are gonna like you. People people aren't gonna like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, I mean, you just can't let what other people do. Just you know, have you make a decision like that? Because at the end of the day, I mean. It's a local race, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing, you know, the sports by any means. I know them. I'm cool with them. Yep. You know, I hate that whole ordeal happened. We all make decisions. A lot of us aren't going to agree on. Trust me, I've done the same thing. I've had my fair share of getting into it with parents, and I can admit, I admit when I'm wrong, you know. And at the end of the day, I'll we'll 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 do it. We'll hash it out, and we'll go on. I mean, it is what it is. But like personally, in that instant, you know what I mean. It's one of those ordeals. I'd have let that be a lesson to my kid. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what, you got You can't worry about anything else. You got to work harder if you want to win. That's right. Like, per personally, I feel like, like Cooper Webb, that's why he's so headstrong. I've been at several nationals where it, it's questionable things happen that definitely wasn't in the play of his favor. And his dad, Bob and Miss Trish, they just kept on moving. Yep. That's and all you can it, do. It, it, that's all you can do, dude. And he – he kept grinding and grinding, and dude, at the end of the day, I mean, the the world is a cruel ass place, bro. Yep. Motocross is a cruel ass sport. Like, I mean, I, I seen some of those messages, you know, factor this, factor that, but hey, don't get it twisted. I mean, I'm saying this with all respect to any any team, any, but they're only there for themselves and to win. They don't give a shit about you unless you're doing good. That's right. Like, and and that's just how it is. Like. You can be loyal from a young age up until then, but, I mean, once your time is done, your time is done. Excuse my French, but it's fuck you and move on. That's, that's just how it is. 
Yep. No, I'm I'm right there with you, and I th- I think definitely at a local uh, event like this, um, you know, uh, you know that shouldn't have happened. Yes, that they do have the, you know, they are allowed to protest, right? Um, but I think mm-hmm. for what he was protested for is what the drama is about because it doesn't give him an advantage, right? So no, no, that, that's where that's where the drama comes in. But now, you know, if he had a full on 60 kid in there this whole situation would be you know a whole different oh, topic it, right it'd be different yeah it'd yeah be different. so like, for just something small like that it has turned into this big debacle so um but to help clear up some talk on this past weekend's of course disqualification in that 50 cc shaft class let's go ahead and get Ryder shoemate's father tyler shoemate here on the line Let's go. Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. For over 10 years, they've designed, manufactured, and marketed the highest quality dirt bike graphics and decals to the motocross and consumer markets. Their high-quality decals are considered by many to be the best in the industry. Professionals and weekend warriors alike utilize the awesome graphics and decals. The highly acclaimed design team is well-equipped to help their customers get the look you guys want in a short amount of time. They offer superior quality decals and top-notch designs at an affordable price for any budget. Use the code IMPERATIVEMX, all caps, no space, for 15% off code to save you money on your next Dirt Industries custom graphics purchase, helmet wraps, banners, license plates, and much more. Dirt Industries would like to help us welcome our first guest of the night, Ryder Shoemate's father, to help us understand more about this whole 50cc drama from this past weekend, is Tyler Shoemate. How are you, man? Thanks for coming on and uh, talking to us about this. Good, man. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, we're good. We're good. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is a this has been a really big uh, topic of discussion for sure. A lot of people are calling it Dramaville, and of course, you know, it's unfortunate that this uh, happened to your son, of course, but. When did you know uh, out there on the track that Ryder was uh, about to be protested? Was there a certain time when you were out there uh, watching him on the track that you knew something was going on, or was it when you actually went back to the pits? Um, it was when I was out there um, when the second place Ryder's father was like cheering my son on, saying, "Yay, go, buddy! You got you a sixty kit. Good job." I knew then something was going to be up. Okay, <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, that kind of made me a little heated, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you know your own uh, son's bike, of course, and, you know, everything like that. Did you know for what uh, at that time? And, of course, when he said 60 kit, then you must have known that that's what he wanted to try and protest, correct? Yeah, and I knew that it's a a factory-built motor by Triangle Cycles. Yep. And I know it's got stock OEM pistons, rings, and every OEM gasket on it. Okay. Uh, talk, to us, a, talk to us through. It's a 2022. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So it's a little older bike. <laughs> and Ryder can still get it done. I was actually just talking to uh, Heavy before we brought you on. Um, the one thing that I remember about Ryder Shoemate from last year, uh, your son, of course, was uh, at Silver Valley uh, during the whip contest. And everybody absolutely losing his mind on jumping that, <laughs> uh, jumping that jump. And uh, man, it was awesome to see. And you know, the crowd was cheering for the guys that were throwing big whips, but they were going all in for when he was uh, when he was jumping that jump. And as soon as he lands, you know, you can hear it 
you know, pretty good from where we were at. And you can just hear the whole crowd just explode, you know? <laughs> so, oh, yes. man, he's been a good rider. And, you know, with me being around the, uh, the scene for a while and calling races and stuff, I've definitely called his name out and have been watching him for a while. And he's a, he's a great rider. And at that time, you know, when I saw, uh, or heard that the protest was going on, I was like, man, there's no way that, you know, that's a cheater bike. So, um, it was definitely interesting for sure, but talk us through, uh, the protest and what, and what went down uh, during the teardown, uh, et cetera? Because I know a lot of people don't know much about what happened uh, during the protest and then, of course, during that teardown. Yeah, well, they, you know, they started tearing. They took the head off the bike and, uh, you know, microed the cylinder. I mean, not the cylinder, the piston to make sure it was in specs with the other stock piston I had. And it was good. And then they was like, check it for a QT gear. and then. All of a sudden, he said, oh, look at that pipe right there that, you know, that fell apart because it's, you know, it's a four-year-old bike, and I just welded it so it wouldn't stop coming out. And that's when they called Burking, and Burking made his decision. Right. Um, and, if, and you know, I talked to Heavy D about this before, but that screw being welded in there to make sure that that screw doesn't come out gives your son no advantage out there on the track. Gives him absolutely no. none. So um, I think that that's I where... Guess apparently it gave him Go ahead. 26 seconds. I guess apparently gave him a 26 second lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what, you know, what's crazy too, is that we were talking that, you know, Noah had the first one, you know, kind of in the bag, right. Until that, until that final lap when he went down. Um, yeah. and then, you know, he grabbed the whole shot and started checking out that second moto. So, um, I believe that, li that lit a little fire under, uh, the Fortes and, you know, they wanted to do something about it, of course, but, you know, unfortunately you guys got the bad end of the stick, um, for sure yeah. on that. Um, the appeared of MX podcast episode number 37, speaking with Tyler shoemate Brock to you by dirt industries, custom graphics, use the code appeared of MX, all caps, no space for 15% off your next order. Heavy D. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, <laughs> you going to laugh, dude. I'm, it's like, I, I'm trying to make like light of the situation and, and keep it funny, but it's like, it's one of those deals. It's like, I, like I said, I know, I know both sides, dude. And like, I, I hate like stuff that goes down like that, but. I mean, like my, my question is like as a father because I'm a new father myself and you know you, you, you learn I appreciate it and uh, you know it, it's stuff you learn throughout situations and through life and like for me I think you know as a dad you, you know you feel like you're doing stuff right you got your you know your son racing and he's doing good he's doing what he's supposed to you feel like you, you know even as a dad and a mechanic you're doing what you're supposed to and then that happens. Your kid goes out there and wins. He's on cloud nine. And then, you know, he comes in and you got to say, you know, get off your bike. We, we, yeah. like, how, how do you explain, how do you explain that? I, I don't do it. It was a lump in my throat. And he said, daddy, what are they doing to my bike? <laughs> and I was like, man, they think you're cheating. He said, I'm not a cheater. I'm just holding it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I killed him. Then he said, they better not mess it up. <laughs> oh, man. They better put it back He was so sad. It, it, oh, yeah, I'm sure. It broke my heart to see his face. You know what I mean? 
and it made me yeah. so raid and mad. You know what I mean? Over like, nothing. That's that. That's one of those deals. I feel like you know, uh, man. So I, I, we all read the messages, and you know, I, I know you. I've been around you, like. I, I, so I heard it, it, it ain't, I'm not trying to take sides by any means. You know, You're good, bro. I just, I just like, I seen some comments like it was like, well, I, they were laughing at my son when his, uh, his toe were broken. He couldn't race. And like I said, I've been around and you're a pretty soft spoken dude. Like, like you're pretty calm through a lot of situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I'm laid back too. And it's like, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, like my, I don't think you would have because obviously you didn't even wait, take the time to like protest back and have him tore down. But yeah. like, say, I don't, I ain't gonna say you, I don't even know if you could put yourself in that situation, but like I was telling Zach, if it were me in that situation, I'd have just like, and they felt like they needed a protest because their, their, their son got beat. I'd have just used it as a life lesson. Like we need to work harder. Like, how do you look at that? Uh, same way. I mean, my son might be fast. He might be that, but he ain't the best in the world. You know what I mean? Right. There's somebody yeah. out there faster than him, and I would want somebody to beat him to push him even harder. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the pros exactly. do on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I teach him to be a good kid and be a valuable kid and respect others. Exactly. Uh, see, I like that right there. I like that. Now... <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to get anybody's. I, I, I mean, I wish I was there for the time I didn't get to come, you know. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> like, so was there any discussion? Like, because I thought I did not know this. I thought when you protested, you paid and you protested that one thing. I didn't realize within that period of protest time, you can keep dishing out money and protest. I thought the same I, thing. I thought it was like a support in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know that. So, like, was it was it ever a point where, like, you were like, like, okay, like, it stops right here. Like, how does it keep going? That's what I was thinking. I mean, they took the head off and seen it with Scott. You know, I was like, okay, there's your answer. But they kept adding, and I never seen any money in anybody's hand. Oh, really? Yeah, I never seen that. Oh, dang. Because, see, I remember what was – this was a long time ago. This was when Garrett Martin – he probably remembers this. we have to ask him next time. But 2014, March Bank was on an 80. And it, it, <laughs> I don't know if he would – I'm not calling Garrett a cheater. I'm just Let's get that straight off. I'm not calling him a cheater. But that at that particular time, I'm convinced that bike was a big bore. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he beat a kid I know, Camel Mitchell, because the literally the week prior they were racing at um at um God the track in Alabama. I can't even think they close it now. Um, I can't think of it. But it was it was a national there, and uh, he was beating them the week prior. And then the next week they came back. Garrett was like nine seconds faster a lap than this kid, Camel Mitchell. <laughs> And they were going to protest, but they had to have the money there. And his dad had the money, but he ended up not doing it. So that's why I, that's funny you say that. I like you didn't see any money because usually they have to do it. They're supposed to do it there in front of you so they know it. Before they even touch my bike. Exactly. You know what I mean? Before they even confiscate yeah. it. 
and I never seen no money. Mm. But apparently, they have a lot of money and a lot of time. You know, (laughs) ain't that the truth? I'm just a blue collared redneck working fifty hours a week. You know what I mean? Right, right. I ain't got no money to blow. (laughs) Uh, You guys, you guys are out there. You know, on the on the race weekends, and man, I I see you guys just about at every local race that I'm at, and you guys are always kicked back, having fun, having having a good laugh, and you know, you guys know a lot of people around uh, around the scene, right? And um, yep. a, lot, a lot of people like talking to you guys. And um, and you know, I've I think I interviewed Ryder even at uh the Halloween Bash uh during the Supercross thing. So um, you know, I've you know got to be around you guys for a while, and there was no way that I thought in any way, shape, or form uh that you know that your bike had a had a modification that would make him, you know, that much faster. Cause just cause I know, um, you know, how fast he is already, um, from just seeing him at other races. So it was definitely a, uh, definitely a wild, wild day, um, for you guys, for sure. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about was, um, so I talked to you earlier, um, and then after, uh, to make sure you were good to come on to the podcast. And then after that, me and Heavy actually sat down with uh, with Mike Burkeen for about 20 minutes or so and uh, wanted to get his his thoughts and everything on it. And um, unfortunately for you guys, the rule is going to stick because the AMA series, um, you know, all of those 50 shaft classes are limited classes, even if um, the writing on the wall is different. Um, because you know, on the sheet, right, it's just said 50 CC shaft, um, not limited. Yeah. Um, but it is a limited class, of course, and that is um, one of the rules. Even though that I don't think uh, it should, it should be a rule. I think me and Heavy uh, came to a conclusion that that shouldn't be a rule because it really doesn't give any advantage to the rider, um, especially for how how fast um, you know your kid rides that bike things are going to fall apart. You know, those things are probably not meant yeah. to be going that fast, you know? So you got to do a little bit of, you know, touching up here and there to make sure things don't, um, don't fall out. Um, but I mean, you know, what was when, when Ryder, you know, heavy D talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, with you, but I mean, just seeing the disgrace, I'm sure, in your son's face, man, really, like you said, just put a lump in your throat. And it's like it's so hard to to be, you know, to to be positive in that type of situation because you have these other parents kind of chirping and doing everything right. So was everybody there like during that whole teardown? Was it, you know, the, um, you know, Bobby and. Um, you know, everybody involved, was it the whole family and everything was there and was it done in your trailer outside the trailer? Kind of where, where was it? Um, it, some of the families, they weren't right there, but they was right beside my side, you know, just on the back burner if they needed to be, Right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was done in, uh, Bobby's trailer, which was the referee's trailer okay. at the time. Okay. 10, four, yeah. 10, four. Um, and they went and let me wash it to get all the sand off, but they took the motor apart. Oh really? Oh yes. Oh man. Uh, did any sand get in there? From what you've seen, I, I don't know. Bobby's a pretty good mechanic, so I, he sprayed it with carb cleaner and uh, airline. Okay, got most of it out of there before he took it apart. So cool deal. Thankful for that. Yeah, no kidding. At least you had a good, uh, good referee, and um, that was actually the first time that um, I believe that I've had Bobby as an AMA referee while I'm announcing. So um, seems like he did everything to 
the right way as much as they could, right? It was later in the afternoon when, I mean, it was around 5, 5.30 when all of this happened, right? Yep, and uh, I think we left there at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. I didn't get home till like almost midnight. Wow. So it, I missed so my it mama's birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so just one thing after another, and, dude, that's that's horrendous. That's that's terrible for sure. Um, talk about uh, your racing background. You've raced um, in, in your yeah. – um, you know, in your time. So talk to us a little bit about that. I know you've been around the uh, District 13 series for a long time, of course, living there in uh, in Chatham. So um, talk to us about that. Yeah, well, my, my, my brother raced and my father used to take us all over the country. He was like me, just worked his ass off so we could have what we needed to have, you know? Yeah. You know, I made it to the Reddits in 94. I made a uh, left turn instead of a right turn, had a whole shot. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> no, <laughs> was, uh, how did dad feel about that? I never understood why he was so mad until I got my boys in. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the biggest amateur national race of the year, you know? So, yeah. And it was a flagger playing with the flag, like flipping it. And I seen it and I had the whole shot and I freaked out and just turned left. No. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, oh, my goodness. And we've all, we've all had our uh, fair share of uh, some embarrassing moments for sure. The Imperative MX Podcast, yeah. episode number 37, speaking with Tyler Shoemate, brought to you by Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Use the code Imperative MX, all caps, no space, for 15% off your next er, uh, order with Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. Heavy D? I can't say nothing, dude. I said an air filter on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right in the no, I, it. <laughs> no, dude, I was changing the airfield. Oh, so it was, golly, airs wasn't even more jacked up. So I, it was, uh, it was a uh, Justin Brayton ride day. Matter of fact, at Dreamville, it used to be wide open. Yep, and, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, we was uh, I, it was the night before I was getting my bike ready, dude, and it was cold as hell. Like I was spraying that PJ one on there and it was cold and it was so cold my air filter got stiff and it wouldn't tacky up it was just running so like me you know thinking okay i can't like let this be like it's so hard it's gonna run down an air box get in the car i had the heater on in the shop but i also had a torch where i used to make my pipes look good and me not thinking dumb me oh this is super flammable I take the torch and I get back from <laughs> I get back from it and I'm like, damn, heating the air filter then whoo. And I have my air filter cage and everything in there. Needless to say it burnt it all the way down. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I told my dad I had it in front of the heater and it caught on fire. That was a bold face lie. But I slid out of that one real smooth like he was like, What was you thinking? It's flammable. I was like, I don't know, man, it was cold. I was just trying to get it done. But yeah, me, I set the air filter on fire basically on purpose, not trying to. But we found we found one the next day. I mean, heck, that's my moment right there. It don't. I don't think it's getting no worse than that right there. I mean, I'd rather go left instead of right any day than just set the air filter on fire, knowing something flammable. Yeah, I never, I never live it, uh, live it down. We have a, we have an ad read for West Virginia Motorsports, one of our sponsors, and. uh yeah, it always gets brung up because I always say to go get your oil and air filters uh, from from there. And, of course, Heavy D, don't catch them on fire because I think it was, what, one of our first episodes we did 
uh, on this yeah. on this podcast that we talked about that, and it's stuck ever since. And it, we're bringing it right back around again. <laughs> um, but uh, Tyler, you guys going down to south of the border this weekend for the area qualifier? Wouldn't miss it for nothing. Hey, I'll be down there. I got asked. Actually, uh, Heavy D helped me out a little bit, but I'll be down there announcing again uh, for this weekend. Apparently, they wanted a PW50 announcer expert. So, uh, yeah. so I'm going to be down for there. For that so. redneck racing squad, and, right? Yeah, and the, and the gutties, right? So, um, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Heavy D, can you help us out with that one? What is a gutty? The Guppy? Yeah, the Guppy. I'm sorry. You never, you never the seen guppy. Bubba Guppy? It's like a kid's show. It's like Bubba Guppies. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, like that? Okay, nah, I guess another thing right there. Like, Do I have to do anything with dirt biking? No, no. not even at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just making stuff up. Not even close. <laughs> like, the oh, Guppy oh, is yeah. like... Uh, okay, so... That, for me, that's another thing. Like I said, I ain't bashing, but... Like was was any of this like animosity ever said while like the whole protest was going down and they're like oh trying to point this stuff out? A little bit, a little bit. Oh, okay. okay. So there was a little I, I bit of so, trash talk behind the scenes, then, huh? As all of this is it, going it was. down. Yeah, and they always run their mouth and stuff, you know, and I let stuff slide a lot, you know. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. You know, and, like, and you can't say nothing to them. Yeah, they got like me personally, like, I know, like, all the stuff went out on Facebook. I think what made it, to, for me personally, what made it worse, okay, I think it's bad enough you do you, you do a protest at a local race. You know, yeah. I, of course, that's, that's bad enough, almost. You know, I wouldn't do it. I mean, it is what it is. But I think where it got worse is, like, okay, where, for me, I draw the line where you say, all right, a bunch of local rednecks. Like, to me, like, personally. Damn right. I don't, I, I take that personally. Even, yeah. I'm black. We all know I'm, I'm black as shit. It ain't a big secret. But, hey, they got black rednecks too, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. I take that personally. I'm like, man, like, dude, my dad and mom, they used to bust their ass and to give me the best of the best. I had, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to fucking cheat. Excuse my friend. But I, my, my excuse, I was a hundred pounds heavier than everybody else. But like we we never protested each other. I think everybody knew I was, but it was what it was. But th- to me, that's not the point. It's the fact that you got people out there busting their ass to come have fun in a local race and and just race. Granted, we all not everybody can go race national stuff. Like it's expensive as hell. Like yeah. it, it's stupid expensive. Like I did. I'm lucky enough. I got to race a national. In a one week, my, my family spent $15,000. Good guns. Yeah, dude, it's expensive as hell. And, and, like, to sit there, okay, we don't care about you local rednecks. And, and I'm like, like, okay, like, that ain't even cool because at the end of the day, I don't care what you have, what you do, who you hang with. Like, you ain't no better than anybody else. We all right. come out of, you know, we all was born from a woman. We all bleed red. Like, we all people at the end of the day. And to try to belittle somebody because, I mean, you didn't like what was going on. I just, I'm not with that. You know, like I said, I know him personally. I, I, I'm still fine with him. Like, people may hate that, but at, I, I do draw the line. And, you know, I would tell him, like, you know, dude, that's, you need to apologize. Like, that ain't, like, the big, there's one thing, you know, 
if, if you're saying some stuff, but to go to go say that and try to belittle somebody and come out to somebody's kid, that ain't even, you know, that to me, that's not even acceptable. I'm not, I'm not with that. Yeah. And I don't even True. consider it, a, 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 you know, a cheater bike, you know, like they, like they have been saying, and I've known Alec for a long time. I raced them all the way up from when I was, you know, younger. Right. So we see each other every, we saw each other every single weekend. We always battled each other and, uh, and all of that. But yeah, man, that's where I crossed the line because of the things that, um, that Brittany was saying, man, I'm, I mean, I'm not scared, man. That, that stuff there kind of pissed me off because we're, it doesn't matter, bro. If you race a dirt bike, you're redneck in some way, shape or form. It does not matter. Absolutely. It is a redneck sport. Yeah, right. And so, you know, you're kind of calling yourself out on that one too, because we're all fucking rednecks in this sport, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah. and so I, yeah, I, I just didn't agree with it. And, uh, but you know the AMA is uh, is the AMA, and their rules are rules, and I'm not sure exactly on that one. Um, but you know, uh, Burkeen had a chance uh, to you know have a comp- uh, convo uh, on the phone with Mrs. Forte, and was getting her uh, thoughts and stuff like that. And um, you know, uh, the AMA watches social media, um, you know, and. They're allowed to do it, right? They're that you know in their in you know AMA. You're allowed to you know protest at these different things. But was it right, and did it make them happy? And apparently, from the conversation that Burkine had with her, you know they weren't very happy about it, um, about the about the situation and the black and the backlash that they were getting from social media and stuff. And you know there were some tears there. So it's like, man, you know maybe next time, you know you just got to. Tell your kid to to be faster instead of you know trying to get these people that don't have anything wrong with their bike um, unless you want to consider a screw being welded that doesn't you know gain any horsepower or anything like that. So um, man, I just I, I really do hate it for you guys, and I wanted to get you on because I wanted to hear your guys' side of the story. You guys are um, you know awesome at the local races. A lot of people um, have seen Rider ride right and know what kind of rider he is. So. Um, man, just big props to you guys for, you know, um, unfortunately dealing with it and, uh, being willing to come on and, uh, and talk about it for sure. Yeah. But Hey, I got some people on there saying, Hey, we need a factory rider. (laughs) 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 Dude from pack racing said, I can build a bike. that will make them, uh, 50 parents really cry. Right. (laughs) It It could be done. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Heavy D, any uh any final questions for Tyler before we let him go? Oh uh, yeah, man. I'm I am i glad you came on, man. You know, to hear from you guys. I think it's I mean I think it's good you've been cool and laid back about it. I know it sucks deep down. I know it probably like I said, I know it probably grinds your gears on the inside, but you know, you're a well self controlled dude, you know what I mean? And I, I know I think the reason I know it sucks so bad because that that's your kid and yep. you, you, my baby boy. You Ain't nothing better than seeing your kid happy and seeing your kid smile. You know what I mean? And, like, to see something go down like that and have to go through it, especially at a local race, man. It's like, dude, it ain't even – we out here trying to have fun, man. We out here trying to get some good gate drops in. Like, at the end of the day, it ain't even that deep. Like, dude, you're six and seven years old. Yeah, don't be trying to take the fun out of the sport so early. You know, um, hey, and uh, Ryder just came into my shop right here when I'm talking to y'all. Y'all want to talk to him? Yeah, Ryder. Yeah. Let's talk to Ryder. Hey, what's up? What's up, Ryder? <laughs> what's up? 
How was uh how was the track at Dreamville this weekend? It was good. Yeah, did you ride good? It looked like you rode really good out there. Yeah. It was pretty bumpy too. It was <laughs> gnarly rough, huh? Yeah. You ready to go this weekend at South of the Border? Yeah. All right. Let's get let's get you that uh that ticket to go to the regional this weekend, okay? I'll stop by the trailer and see your dad and uh see your mom and see you, okay? All right. All right, sounds good. Thank Appreciate you. it, buddy. You're welcome. Man, he's a he's a good he's a good kid, man. You've uh you've done really well with him. That's awesome. And uh once again, man, I just My wanna... wife helps a lot though. You say what? <laughs> My wife helps a lot, though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you need you need to have her, you know, to help with all the back end stuff, that's for sure, while uh dad gets everything ready and uh and all hey, of that. Hey, I'm treading real lightly around mama. She seemed like she about that angry. <laughs> oh yeah, mama get you, mama get you right, boy. <laughs> Don't, get hey, damn hey. Don't get mom fired. Mama up. be standing on business, son. She's standing that's on right. business. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's some good stuff. Uh, Tyler, appreciate it again, and Ryder, thanks for uh, yes. coming on as well. And uh, man, I'll see you guys this weekend. And uh, yeah, man, uh, safe travels. We'll see you this weekend. All right, buddy. Y'all have a good one. All right, thanks. You too, brother. See you, man. Later. All right, and that was Tyler Shoemate, Ryder Shoemate's dad, uh, over that 50cc debacle, Heavy D. Uh, great conversation with him, and uh, yeah, man, just seems like a really, really cool, chill guy, uh, and it's just unfortunate that this had this had to happen when, uh, you know, he he won, you know? Dude, so, it, you know what, he's a, he's a winner, he's a winner. That whole family is a winner leaving this weekend. I want no nobody to uh, say anything else. This this family came out a winner this weekend. Dude, I'm telling you what, that dude is super laid back. I honestly, he is handling that situation more than better than a champ. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah, no, he's handling it well, and 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 you know that's why I, I wanted to bring him on because. You know, some people may have seen everything that went down and making jokes and, you know, laughing and that sort of stuff. But really getting into the conversation of how gnarly it was to see his kid start crying because, you know, the kid didn't know why his bike was being torn down after he just won a race. And, you know, he's coming off the track thinking that he won, the, you know, won the overall and won the race and everything. And they're kind of just snatching it out of his hands, you know, Um over something very yeah. small like that. But on yeah. the flip side, you know, you got to play devil's advocate here. You know, the Fortes were allowed to to protest. Oh, yeah. And different things. So it's a it's a very sticky and weird situation. Um, but I think the Shoemates came out on top as the uh, as the winners. And I don't think I know uh, they came out of this as the uh, true yeah. winners. At the end of, you know, at the end of the day, like, like I say, I love everybody. I mean, they were they were in their right to protest. I mean, it's it's a rule there for a reason. You know, they they protested, they won. It, at the, to me, the, at the point, it is what it is. Like I said, at the end of the day, would I have done it? No. I'd have, you know, taught my son a very valuable lesson about it. Like, you know, like I say, go back, work harder. And, you know, what, what I think about what I think is good of how Tyler's hand, handling it, you know, is like, He's been pretty chill about it. For him, it is what it is. Uh, is that done and over with? Of course, I know he, he may still be upset about it on the inside because, I mean, 
you know, th that's one thing about a kid at a young age when they get that competitive nature instilled in them or they just naturally have a competitive nature. They don't understand at a young age, you know, they they don't know how to transfer that emotion to like whatever. To them, it's like, you know, I went out there and I just did this. Like I'm a five, six, seven year old out here ripping on a dirt bike. And I went and won a race, but I come in, they, you know, they take my bike and they tearing it down. And okay, I, all of a sudden I'm no longer a winner. Why? Because right. of something super simple, or because like he don't he don't get it. it. Ain't it ain't like Noah's fault. Like it, you know, sports and them kids' fault. It's not his fault. He's out there racing the same race. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, and I think that's, that's another thing day, that we gotta. I think that's another thing we gotta talk about. How you know what's the feelings for Noah leaving leaving out of out of this race? You know. Um, you know, his his parents had this whole uh, debacle uh, situation and, and protest thing and all of this is happening. And you wonder if, you know, the uh, the riders and the parents are probably going to be side eyeing them. And Noah may, you know, may lose some friends out of this because, you know, of this whole situation and how his his parents handled it. Right. So he's going to well, be confused. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's see, that's the thing. That's another touchy situation, man. It's like that's why I say, man, they're they're just kids, dude. Like, like I, I understand, like you 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 want to as a parent, you you want to teach your kid right from wrong. Like you you want to teach him that it's wrong to cheat, and you don't ever want to, you know, do something like that. You always want to be honest and right, but also at the same time, at at a young age when especially motocross, like, dude, I had friends in public school, but, dude, the majority of the people I met, the relationships I made is through motocross. Right. Like. Same with me, And, and that's the thing, like, yeah, like, exactly how, how we know each other. Yep. And as, as a child, like, you just, you out there having fun, playing in the sandbox, sandbox in the dirt, with little action figures and toy dirt boxes, jumping with your friends, running around, and, you know, all of a sudden, it goes from, all right, yeah, we're competitive, and, on the track and friends off, but now it's like we can't be friends at all because of not something he did. He don't, he don't know. Right. And because, you know, my, uh, like my, nobody, nobody likes my parents. Like, right. you right. know, something like something. No, you ain't going over there because his parents is bad shit crazy. Yeah. Excuse so. my friends. I'm not like saying that by any means. Like I said, I'm not trying to bash, but you got to look at stuff like that. Like you can't say, oh, it, it, it don't matter. You know, you, you don't want your kid to be alone or not have friends or feel like you can't have friends. You know what I mean? Well, and you got to think, um, this sport is small, and word gets out quick, very. you know? So, um, man, it's just it's crazy that that, that that all went down, and they had to stay late, and, um, you know, the, the, the kids are probably not happy on the way home, and uh, he had to miss his mom's birthday, and, man, it's just – it's uh, – it's not a good situation for sure, and it shouldn't have happened. Uh, that that's for sure. Um, you know, the Fortes are going to come back and be like, "Well, he cheated," but really, did he? But he didn't cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, by the record, the by, the, the by the by the by the book, he cheated. But that one thing that they did did not make him a cheater. If that makes sense, that's, you know that that right there, that rule. That's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. That's right. It's like it's it's one of those things. They call Mike, and Mike's an honest dude. Mike's, Mike, hold on. Mike is an AMA fan. He's been that way for years. He wasn't there. They called him, and he gave him an answer. Well, that's cheap. 
He didn't get to see it. They just called it and went on what Mike said because he's a top AMA official. Yep. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at it. Throw that out the window. Think about your kid. Don't think about fuck the pride, man. Screw the pride. Throw your pride out the window. Yeah. It, you got to think long term. Like they have an awesome kid. Noah is a hell of a kid. Love that little dude. You, and I don't want to see. And that's everybody is listening, even parents. Like I hope everybody can hash it out. And like and let it go. It is what it is. Hopefully they can say, all right, we was wrong. We're sorry. Will they do it? I don't know. Hopefully I I would like to see everybody still be cool about it. But think about your kid. Your kid, he wants friends. He wants to keep doing this. It ain't all about all oh, factory this, factory that. Screw that, dude. Like, think about the kid. You still want to be able to like go to local races, let them have fun. Cause at the end of the day, you let them do it because you done it as a kid and it was fun for you. Right. Keep it fun for him. Yep. And, you know, just like Burkeen said, was it right and did it make you happy? Exactly. Yep. So he couldn't have said that any better. No. And like you were right and you still not happy. Right. So, what's so the something's wrong. Right. Like something's wrong <laughs> yep. here. Like if you knew that he didn't have a bore kit or his head or piston or whatever, as soon as you knew that stuff is stock, you should have just been you should have just backed away and been like, All right, man, you know, we got we got straight up beat. You know, but when you start looking for little tiny stuff like that, that's when, you know, that's, you know, that's where this whole drama uh, bill uh, incident happened. You know, it wasn't because of, of that. It was because of how small uh, the situation really uh, was for this whole debacle. Right. So. Um, exactly. I mean, they you have money. Hey, Al, he's, he's worked and grinded for everything he's had. I'm not taking it away from him. you got money. Hell yeah, bro. I'm trying to get where you are. I'd love to be able to throw around money like that. Right. I mean, I, I wouldn't flaunt it, but hey, you got it. You earned it. Okay. But at the end of the day, dude, like. You can't I be mean, talking down on people that. that don't have the things that no, you do. Man. You don't know the You don't know the fucking sacrifices they make and their families make just to go out to these races, man. You really don't, you know? Mm-mm. You you don't walk in their shoes every single day. You have no idea the issues, the problems, the situations, the things that they do just to get their kid out to these races. So, um, you know, we don't we don't need any of that at the local scene. We're trying to build this series. We're not trying to bring it down, right? So let's keep it fun. Exactly. This series has been so good so far with the turnouts and the longer motos and people coming from out of state. And let's not let's not ruin it for everybody. Uh, let's try to keep this tame and try to keep it a very good environment instead of a toxic environment. And and I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm kind of pointing the finger at, you know, one person and one family, but this goes for everybody, right? This is kind of a, I think a exactly. lesson towards everybody, right? So, um, man, what a, what a, oh, wild, heavy D, wild. Uh, dude, it's, it, 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 honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. It sounds bad. I'm kind of glad it happened because some, it's stuff like this conversations that need to be had. Right. It's like you can learn you from know, it. You know, people Yeah. Exactly. You can learn from it. Like we we we've talked and talked and talked about local racing. It's like it's like all these series they work so hard and man, it's like it's more tracks that leave than more tracks that pop up. Right. And you know, we're not all going to be around forever. These tracks aren't going to be around forever. I mean, local racing is awesome. It's like it's where legends were born, dude. Right. I'm sorry. It's like 
I, that's just how it is. And you got to go to the local. You got to go to the local races to get yourself started. You know, so don't bash yep. the local series because you know your kid started there too. You know, and your exactly. kid still comes out to these races. So, and you know, the, it, they've worked hard, dude. It's been it's been hard the several years, a lot of the years, and they've stuck with it and stuck with it. And the first two rounds, dude, they have been immaculate. Numbers have been awesome. Like, and you want to keep that momentum. You want people to look at me like, I want to be at that series. Right. That's that's where everybody's going. Like, local rate, that's where it's happening. And it's like 2024 started off right. And you want to keep it that way, man. You don't want to deter from that. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I mean, trust me, I, I was at Dreamville, dude. I ran that place. I helped build it up. And, you know, I moved on. But, dude, it's a lot of damn work. It is hard. Yep. The time and effort that's put into it, trust me. Alex, Wa- Alex Wagers is there now. Dude, he grinds day in and day out. Like, the Faker family, they put a shit ton of time and money into it. Trust me. Uh, the first two years I was there, I seen it. Like, hmm. it's not easy. So, that's just a track. Think about a series. Right. What all it takes to build a series that way. Well, Man, don't. It- and then on Don't top of that, you know, they're, race. you know, and, and they're, you know, brand new uh, operators of this NCMX series. Right. And um, with everything yep. else going on, do you really think that they need this uh, going on in the background? Probably not, because they're thinking that, you know, they're going to, um, you know, maybe potentially lose some customers. Right. But I don't think that that's the way that it's that it's going to go. But if, you know, things like this uh, kind of keep happening, then it could it could go that way. Um, you know, you got to play devil's advocate. It is part of the AMA. You can protest. It was a part that was illegal. You know, it is what it is. But like I'm going to say, man, it was a it was a illegal modification to the bike that didn't make rider any faster. So at that point, I would have yeah. I would have dropped the protest if it was me. But you know, we I never we never protested anybody, that, bro. You that, know, that's one of those ordeals. Is like that's one of those. And this is how I look at it. Like Kyle said, he he works fifty hours a week. That's one of those ordeals. It's like you know what, and I'm not. I don't want him to think I'm like trying to say anything about finance. I don't know anybody's finances. I feel like that. Me personally, I look. That's one of those things. You know, I may not have the money to go out and buy a new one right now, but I can do this to fix it. And it'll be good. Right, right. And you know, his bike says that it's it's a couple years old, right? So things are gonna mm-hmm. fall apart, and you know, things can't be duct taped. Uh, some things got to be kind of tack welded in there. So, um, and especially at that size too. And, and to be completely honest, I am not a PW 50 expert. Okay. I started racing when I was seven on a 60. We never went through the 50 phase. We never even got a Cobra, never got a, uh, PW 50, none of that. So, um, you know, I'm just taking what I learned and who I talked to from the AMA to the NCMX officials to, uh, the referee to the track owner and compiled everything together and got to see everything on, on social media, of course. So, you know, that's, you know, that's where we're getting all of our information. And I feel like we had really good information. We're talking with Mike Burkeen earlier today for 20 minutes, and we want to appreciate him for giving us uh, all of the background information on everything and setting the record straight. Uh, Cause there was a couple of things and a couple phone calls that I had throughout the day uh, that weren't really making sense until we made that call, call to Mike Burkeen and kind of uh, set everything straight. Hey, so, basically, what Burkeen, I love, I he was honest and I love how he put it out there. He sat there and talked to us. He was going through it, 
But at the end of the day, the AMA is right, and you're wrong. <laughs> the AMA is always right, and you are wrong. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. That's, that's, and that's actually in that's the rule book. It is. That's in the rule book, Yes, and it is. That is in the rule book. If you think that you were right, the AMA is always right. That you were wrong. Uh-huh. The AMA is right. So, um, man, just a... Uh, Oh, wild, man. Wild. I, I just couldn't I couldn't believe uh, what I was seeing. And of course, you know, everything got blown up on social media. Right. So it, it's one of those topics you got to talk about and give your opinion on it. And uh, man, it was really good to have Tyler on. And we got a little bit of interview with uh, Ryder Shoe Mate. I might uh, try and see if I can get a longer interview with him uh, this coming up weekend. But I tell you what, oh, a lot yeah, of people dude. are going to be there to watch this PW50 race this weekend. I let me tell you, you that. what, that's going to be the P, it's going to be the P, PW50 World National. Dude, there's going to be 900 PWs out his, there. <laughs> hey, fast, fast Freddie Baker will be out there with his welding, pack welding nuts and and and, and spark arrests for you guys. I'm going to be seeing five T-shirts. I'm gonna be seeing T-shirts of uh of Freddie Baker uh Freddie Baker's tack welding services. Yes, Dude, I'm telling you what, please. If he brings, he's you know he's actually a welder. That's what he does. Right. right so right. if he brings his welding rig out there, take a picture of it. I'm I got you. Mean. I got I'm you. getting shirts made. Oh, dude, we're gonna. We're I gonna hope do he hears up. this too. All right, Heavy D. All right. Uh, anything else on the 50 CC debacle? <laughs> that you can think of. Is there anything else that you want to say before we move on with the uh, with the rest of the podcast? Because this has been a, fi- a PW50 podcast so far, but it's a good one. Dude, this is going to be this is going to be an all time people. I'm telling you what, people got unfriended over this. People were unfriended. Oh, and, pe- and people got kicked out of the group. You know, uh, out of group the NCMX group. You know. Let me tell you what. There's not going to be as many people route hot, huddled up around the fire drinking beers at this family function this weekend as there were before. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for the 50cc ordeal. Unless you got, unless you got something else, Heavy D. But I think, I think we've covered everything. I mean, I had the notes from uh, Mike Burkeen that we talked about uh, with. Tyler and with ourselves. So um, just remember, everybody, the AMA is always right. Everybody that's going to be an SOB, make it great. Make it great. Please make it great. Make- I, it's, I can already, t- I know it's going to be packed. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be lit. Both days is definitely going to be lit. Uh, all three days, I should say. So, um, and Heavy D, I'm going to be down there announcing, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a great time. A lot of good battles, I'm sure. It's, uh, one of the first, if not the first, um, area qualifier around this area coming up this weekend. And, of course, it's the Mega Series opener um, this weekend, February 24th and 25th, down there at South of the Border. So you know it's going to be a barn burner. Heck, yeah, it's going to be all time, dude. It is. So, like I said... SOB is sick. Yes, yeah, and I. Uh, the last time I raced there was in 2019 on the uh, on the Yamaha that I had, and man, I really enjoyed uh, that track and that soil. And man, it does it get rough. So, um, all of you riders out there that are going to be going down to south of the border, you got your work cut out for you on that racetrack. That is for sure. That place gets yeah. gnarly, for sure. Um, 
following weekend, March 2nd through the 3rd, will be Birch Creek MX for District 13. And another race to look out for, uh, March 9th and 10th, there's three different series that is going on. Black Ankle for the NCMX series, uh, Muddy Creek for the Mega, and it will be the opening round for SEMA, uh, Iron Clawed uh, Motorsports. I believe I said that right. Right, Heavy? Iron Clawed? Iron Clad. Iron Clad. There you go. I got four eyes and I still can't freaking see. So, um, so there's a lot of races, uh, that are coming up heavy D that, uh, I think are going to be good. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's so much racing going on, so much action. Like I say, you ain't going to go wrong going to any of the races. You just got to go get those gate drops. And Hey, everybody has this compiled schedule. So get with your buddies, get with your friends, get with your opponents, get with your ops, you know, yep, yep. <laughs> and see where they're going to race. So, you can make things happen. There you go. Get all the race, the racing that you can. And speaking of racing, Total Control Racing Suspension. Chad Newton, he owned him. He owned an arena cross team for ten plus years. So you, you guys know he knows his stuff. Throughout the years, Luke Neese, Mike McDay, Tyler Bright, Josh Thomas, Kyle Peters, Jacob Hayes, Jim Chester, and many many other local legends have trusted Chad with their suspension in AMA Motocross, Supercross, Arena Cross, and at the local races. So make sure you guys keep it really local with Total Control. Go and check out TotalControlSuspension.com. From professional to amateur, Total Control Racing Suspension has you covered. Go and get your suspension tuned up, guys. Get your oil changed. Get those seals replaced. And be comfortable on the bike. It could save your life. So contact Chad Newton over there at Total Control to help you get that comfort you are looking for. FXR from High Performance Snow Rider. Where to motocross gear, FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, snow gear, fishing gear, whatever it is, FXR has you covered. In my opinion and many others' opinion, go and check out the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. www.fxrracing.com. Find them on social media as well. And thanks for their continuing support and being with us again. For our second year here on the Imperative MX podcast, the brand new 2024 gear collections are live on the site. The 2024.5 limited edition gear collections are live. So make sure to go and check out all of the new colorways and styles to get you ready for this 2024 season. And also give FTA, Full Throttle Adrenaline, a look at from the FXR guys as well. Phil Nicoletti has been wearing the FTA brand, which is an alternative apparel brand designed to inspire and connect all racers and of course the stuff looks good and you guys know it's top notch especially if it's coming from fxr and phil nicoletti is wearing it because you guys know phil is a character and if he doesn't like something he's gonna let you guys know so you guys know that fta from the guys over there at fxr is great as well and the factory ride goggles as well from those uh from FXR is also a great choice of goggles. I have myself a pair. Really easy to change out lenses. The foam uh, is really comfortable on the eyes. The sweat doesn't doesn't get down into your eyes. It does really, really well on the foam. So make sure to go and check out all of those things from FXR and PR Motorsports, your newest trackside support trailer. 
at the local races. They ensure you riders get on the gate and continue racing each weekend. If you guys need anything, find their trailer at the races from tires to engine fixes. PR Motorsports is your trackside support rig for the surrounding area and states. Find them on social media. And thanks to Charlie and Justin for all they do with everyone at the local motocross races here in our local racing series from around here. And uh, they have their sponsorship up now. So go and check out their Facebook, uh, fill out the form, and you could be a rider support um, rider for them for the 2024 season. So go and check that out, fill it out, and uh, you could potentially be picked up by PR Motorsports. And Charlie will make sure that you guys have everything that you need. And I believe that they're going to be doing a bunch of uh, amateur nationals this year. So they're going to be going a little bit outside of uh, the racing series. But, of course, if you guys need anything, hit them up. PR Motorsports uh, and uh, contact Charlie. Hydropower. Hydropower is formulated by a sports nutritionist himself to help eliminate arm pump and increase your endurance so you can ride safer and faster. DrinkHydropower.com to get your Blue Raz today or any of the other flavors they have. And, of course, there is going to be much more that... that uh, they are going to bring to the site and to hydropower. I believe whey protein is in the uh, is in the future and some other supplements for you guys to make sure that you guys are the best you can be on race day. So make sure to go and check out drinkhydropower.com or click on the link in the description of this podcast for 10% off your next purchase of any hydropower products. Thanks to the guys over there at Hydropower for being on board this year. Heavy D, tell me about Silver Valley MX Park. Spit it out for <laughs> the us. Gnarliest, the gnarliest. The gnarliest. The sickest. The best. The only local national. V. You don't want to miss it. Local national. At Lexington, or in Lexington, North Carolina, the barbecue capital of the world. And uh, I tell you what, guys, this year's event is going to be amazing just like the past handful of years and you guys who do not want to miss out on that twenty thousand dollar ab shootout at the end of october and we'll keep you guys in the loop uh as the year goes on of course and uh man that's that's it for the local scene side let's go ahead and get our trey steyer here on the line to speak about some professional dirt bike racing let's do it uh, let go and right now on the podcast, uh, we have our Trey Steyer from ImperativeMX.com, of course, doing all of the articles. So make sure you guys go and check them out. The Morning Afters, of course, the Unsung Heroes. And we have a special one actually coming uh, this week. So you want to give them a little bit of insider knowledge beforehand? Yeah, this week, since there wasn't any racing going on, I decided to write a couple retro race reviews. Uh, I had a lot of time this weekend, which I'm a NASCAR fan, and if you follow that series, you know that there was a lot of rain in Daytona this weekend, so I had a good bit of downtime for once. It's the first time in a long time since I've been on Christmas break, probably, that I've had that much downtime, but I watched a couple of older races, uh, wrote the recap as best as I could. The one, the one race, the first one that will be out is High Point 2014. And the 250 motos aren't up on YouTube. So I pretty much just used the Racer X recap and the lap charts from the AMA and did the best I could with that. But I watched the 450 motos and I hope everybody enjoys the retro recaps looking at 
past races and past stories and hopefully it gives some people motivation to check out some of the fun races from previous years i agree i agree and that one was a uh that one was a good one uh for sure for you to pick right out of the bag heavy d you remember that one hold on which race again i'm sorry i was uh about that high point 2014 high point 2014 i feel like i do hold on is that the one I want to say I remember, but I don't. I do remember, but I don't. Once you get to talk about it, I will. Well, I can sum it up in three words that most people remember by, which it was my first race in person as well, so it has some sentimental value for me, but Stu's last win. Oh, snap. That was his last win, wasn't it? Yeah. That was right. Oh, I forgot. That was right before, um, what was the it? Suspension. I don't know when he got hurt. Right before the suspension, thanks to the WADA. Yeah, not the yes. only not the only guy that messed around. Christian Craig yes. kid play some Bach tickle, but <laughs> dang, that's crazy, dude. That's that's funny you brought that back up. Dang, dude, dude that's ten that years. Is sick. Ten years. Years, dude. Time flies. It really does. It really does. All right, well, uh, Trey, man, we definitely did a lot of talking and analysis and our thoughts and opinions from. Uh, last weekend's race in Glendale. And, of course, we're moving into Arlington, starting the East Coast uh, portion of this 2024 Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship, of course. And, uh, man, I was thinking about, let's get into maybe some power rankings, maybe like a maybe like a top five, or speak about some riders that you think um, could do really well with us moving to the East Coast, of course, and some riders that, um, you think really need a need a bounce back and uh, try and gain some points because this top seven in this 450 class is you know within 16, 17 points of each other. So it's really tightening down, and we kind of need to figure out. And I'm sure these guys are as well, trying to figure out who is that that guy that is going to be in the lead for the long run, or maybe that they have to uh, swap it back and forth. Trey, I'll go uh, first with you. Our rankings, uh, I want to judge this obviously not off the actual point standings, but what I feel momentum-wise is happening. For fifth, I'm going to go with somebody who I think is going to use the stretch of races and try to turn around the season. It's been solid so far, but the last couple races have been a little bit off the mark. I want to say Cooper Webb, fifth in my power rankings right now. Um Detroit, I feel, was more of his style. It didn't go exactly according to plan. Fourth, not bad, but he wasn't up front contending for the win. And then Glendale, rough night, seventh place. But I feel that this next stretch of races seems to always be the time where Cooper Webb really starts to apply the pressure. And he's far from out of it. He's still hanging in there, even if he's had a couple down races compared to some of the other guys. He's right there lurking, and you still don't want a guy that caliber, a two-time champion, somebody who's played the long game before and is known to get in people's head. You don't want him around. Yep. Uh, who uh, who would be your uh, maybe number five, Heavy D, coming into Arlington, of course, uh, back to the Cowboys Stadium? So um, who do you think is going to grab some momentum here moving forward? Um, I want to, I'm going to say, I, I probably should put them a little higher. You never know, but 
my number five, I'm going to go Roxon. Okay. I just – I want to put him higher, but it's one of those things, like, you know, he won – he won um, a race last year, and um, I forgot what race it was he won last year. Indianapolis. And there you go, Indianapolis. Trey's yep. on it. I love it. Trey's on top of it. Um, he won Indy, and then he after that he kind of, like, fell off. But – he didn't. I don't. He didn't really win in like dominating fashion last year, like he did this one. Like I feel like he dominated this last one, so I feel like he gets some pretty good momentum coming in um, off of this very, this last win here, especially if he can stay consistent with the starts and uh, you know, keep his head on right. Yeah, I I agree with uh, with both of y'all's. I think definitely Webb needs a uh, needs a bounce back to uh, get up there a little bit closer to the front. And I think once he can do that, if he could do that within one or two rounds and be within maybe five, uh, seven points, I think that's where Coop gets that mental toughness from of like, okay, I got you in reach now, so I'm going to be able to do it. And of course, um, Roxon, I don't know. I would put Roxon a little bit, a little bit higher, uh, if it was mine, but you got to think, man, that does this, is this a new Ken Roxon this year where he can win one and then the next weekend he can go and win again um, and really, really make this interesting? Or is it going to be the same as last year where he gets that one win and we don't get to see another win come out of him throughout the year, uh, at least in Supercross? So um, number four, Trey, uh, who is your number four pick going into Arlington? I got the defending champion, Chase Excellent, number four. I want to put him higher, but with the hand injury he had before Glendale, I don't know how much healing he's been able to do over the break. Obviously, it's helped him out, but a ninth place at Glendale, it was a decent job of salvaging points, but at the same time, he lost a good bit of ground to Jet. He's still very much in the thick of things, but I feel... This season, especially, has been very momentum-based on one round to the next. You had Jet win A1, oh, he's going to go crazy. You had Sexton win, and then everybody's like, oh, he could go back-to-back. Then AP got his first one, oh, AP's for real. You know, everybody's had these momentum swings, betting on a different guy, saying, this guy's going to be champion. Sexton has been solid this year, but... The last race didn't go his way, so that's why I want to put him at number four. All right, Heavy D, who's your number four pick? Dude, I literally had sex in it four, too. Okay, okay. All right, and I, I agree. Um, I do think that if he wants to contend for this title, he needs to get another win quick um, to gain a little bit momentum for him to be yeah, a little bit more comfortable moving forward. I think. I think if he doesn't get a win in these next, I would say probably two or three races, it's going to be tough for him to catch up unless he gets second, 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 and these other guys uh, flip flop back and forth, and he is just doing the full Ryan Dungey. Just be consistent, be there on the box as much as you can, and let everything kind of play out. Um, Kind of like what Dungey did with the RV. I know, you know, plenty of people have talked about it like that, but, you know, that is one way to do it, especially when you have somebody like a Jet Lawrence that on any weekend he can go out there and win. So, um, number three, Trey.
Trey, who you got? Who you got number three moving forward? They say you're only as good as your last race, and I feel that is very true this season with how things have changed. I want to go Jason Anderson, number three. Okay, he's had a solid season, hasn't got that win yet, and I think he needs to get it done pretty soon if he really wants to get into this conversation of being a possible two-time champion. But the speed is obviously there. He's looked much, much better than last year, which realistically wouldn't take much with the struggles, but he's still in the thick of things. He got a podium ride, second place, a really good run of Glendale. Roxon beat him, but he still had a really good ride. Even if Jet would have got a good start, I'm not sure he would have got past Jason because he was running a really good pace. In the next few weeks, he needs to get a win, though. That's one of my only concerns with Jason, but the speed is there. If he gets some consistency together and puts it on the top of the box, he's really going to be back in the thick of this thing. That's a good pick. Heavy D, number three? Uh, personally, I want to say Anderson, but I, I'm going to say Jet, just because I want to know He's he's been a little up and down, you know, just because of some certain situations. But I'm just curious to know with Jet, like how many times he gotta get knocked out of the groove and get right back in the groove. You know what I mean? Right. So I want to see if he can do that and still continue to like gain that momentum, or will he lose that momentum? Right. Yeah, and especially coming off a win, and then you have a week weekend break. Um, yeah, or I'm sorry, uh, Ken won last, uh, the last time I'm sorry, but him going into this break, you would think that he's definitely thinking about it. Right. So, um, yeah, it would be really interesting to see if he can, if he can get a win and start, even though that he, he does have the points lead, he is the points leader, but let's see if he can make it that way by maybe making a statement ride and winning, um, this weekend in Arlington. Number two for you, Trey. Who's uh who's that number two guy for you? I'm going a little bit higher than what MVD did. I'm going with Roxon. Okay. It's been a lot of momentum swings this year. This is the most confident Roxon we've seen in several years. I think since he first switched to the Honda back in 2017. I mentioned something about that last week. He looks good. The starts have been inconsistent, and that is a worry. I agree with Heavy D there, but Kenny is fast. You can't count him out. And getting that first win of the season at Glendale is only going to make his confidence grow. If he can start ripping off these starts, watch out, man. Yeah, I I agree uh, with you. I feel like this is um, definitely a – Ken Roxon, if he wants to compete for this championship, I think he needs to win this weekend. I really do. Right. I feel like he really, really needs to put in a statement to be like, hey, I'm back. I am back um, to my winning ways, and I'm here for this title. I think it's for all these guys that are in the in the title fight, of course, but um, if Roxon really, really wants to get it done, he's had the speed all year. He's just had inconsistent results, but if he can make it now that we've gotten out of the, the California swing and the West Coast rounds, let's go east. And uh, and see what can really really happen. So I'll be really looking forward to that. Number two for you, Heavy D. Who you got? Uh, my dog Plessinger. 
Okay. Uh, I feel like he's – I think he's only going to get better just because, you know, he, he won – you know, he got his first uh, premier class win. And it's just something I'm feeling from a man. It's like he – he, he he ran up there with those guys, made some good moves at uh what was that last race? Was it uh Eric, was it Glendale? Glendale. Yep. No, it was Glendale. And he uh he made some solid strides and um honestly, I'm 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 feeling pleasant, man. I think he's gonna start gaining some momentum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um I think it's gonna be interesting. We're still wondering if AP really is a title guy or was that one win just, you know, um, just one of those weirdo random winners that we get throughout the year, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do get that. I do. Um, but, I mean, I think he can. And also, the 450 class is stacked. You never know, especially right now. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like he can start gaining some momentum. I feel like he knows his speed is there. I think it's just the keeping that mindset, getting those starts, and getting up there to begin with to fight for those top finishes. All right, well said, Heavy D and Trey for sure. All right, number one, um, who's and I guess this could be for our predictions. Who do we think um, is uh, number one in the power rankings going into Arlington? Trey, you could start. Jet Lawrence yep. got the win at Detroit. Solid ride through the pack at Glendale. A lot more patient than he was at, say, San Diego and Anaheim, too. I think he's starting to figure out how to race around the 450 guys a little more right now. The speed has never been a question. The talent has never been a question. It's figuring out how to race against Tomac, Rocks, and Webb all these guys who have ran so many races and won so much. I think for Jet, he just needs to keep being solid. Glendale getting a third place after riding through the pack, picking off some guys, even Tomac there at the end. Mm -hmm. That's something that's very hard to do, to pass Eli Tomac late in a race, and he did it. So with the last win that he got, the only guy with two wins, I might add, that's going for him as well. He's got the red plate, the points lead. He extended it a little bit with Sexton having the hand issues. I think he's got the most momentum, and he's a no-brainer for number one, at least in my opinion. All right, Heavy D, who's your number one? I do agree with Trey. He 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 definitely is a no-brainer. Don't get me wrong, um, and that's probably who I should go with, but. I'm feeling I'm I'm going with Anderson right now. Okay. Oh, 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 and the reason I'm going with Anderson is because here lately he's even though he had the one get off um what was it the triple crown the triple crown the third race but other than that man it's like it's like he it's like he act to me he actually wants to win this championship and that's somebody like. When they when they want to do, he's that guy. When he wants to do something, he can kind of go do it. Yep. And I, I I feel like right now it's like he wants to, and he's been staying like right there, pretty consistent. Like he didn't force the issue um, when uh, at Glendale. I mean, 
you know, Roxon was rolling that weekend, and, you know, he, he took a second. He hung in there. I think right now it's one of those deals is like Anderson is that one you don't want to see get the whole shot right now because he's going to be hard to guard if he gets out front because he's showing right now even his speed from behind is pretty immaculate. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think I think everybody is there, right? Like all of these guys that we've talked about, um, different power rankings, of course. And yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting because this series is shaping up to be a really good one, especially if we keep flip flopping wins and inconsistency within these guys. It could get really, really good. So it's definitely going to um be something to look out for for sure i'm trying to think of uh of who i was who i'm gonna take take and i think i'm going to agree with trey i think just the momentum is on jet side right now and i feel that the red plate he knows that sexton is injured just a little bit so he's the guy that you know is right behind him in the points he knows these other guys have been struggling and he's been like trey said Two, you know, the first two-time winner of the season. He had a really good race, passing Tomac late in the race. That gave him a lot of confidence moving forward. It showed that he could do it. He can move up through these guys. So just all of the momentum is pointing Jet Lawrence's way. So I'm going to pick Jet um, to be on top. And let's see if the predictions are uh, are right whenever we talk next week, of course. And now we're moving into the 250 Supercross East. Forkner was uh, was the winner. Now we're almost going to have the same type of corner going into this weekend looking at the track map. Do you think that Fortner is going to make this back-to-back, Trey? Hmm. Does he have the potential to? Absolutely. Can he? I'm not sure because there is a lot of super talented riders in that class. I think Forkner can get the job done, but he's not going to be my pick for this week. If nothing happens to Deegan and McAdoo, Vial even, they could be up front. Anstey is obviously very fast. I feel like the 250 East Championship could play out similar to the West Championship, where one guy wins and another guy will win and nobody will be able to establish dominance. Obviously, we've seen that in the 450s as well, but when you have a wide-open class, as we've talked about before, with the Lawrences moving up, there's a power vacuum, and you have so many guys trying to prove that they're the top guy. They're the championship-level athlete. You're going to have a bunch of people trying to establish themselves and putting in winning rides. So I'm not sure that anybody's really going to be able to go back to back unless they establish themselves as far and away better than the field. And nobody's done that yet, which it's hard to do after one race. Right. Right. So we really haven't learned much because, you know, there were so many guys down in that first turn and yes, Fortner looked good. He looked back on form, uh, but this weekend I think is going to be kind of the trendsetter moving forward in the championship. You think Heavy D? Do you think that Fortner can make it back to back, or is he going to 
you know, have some issues and, uh, and somebody else is going to grab the top stop of the box. Top step of the Man, box. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of thought Trey was about to say Fortner was going to win. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you about that one. I, I was waiting for him to say he was going to get another one, but he, he, he threw, he threw a wrench in my, in, in my predicament there. And I don't know, man. I just, you already know what's on. I'm on the Pierce Brown train right now, dude. That's just me. Yeah, give me my I give mean, me my twenty, bro. You can just go ahead and hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the Pierce Brown train, dude. <laughs> like I know it's it's hard because, dude, there's so many in that last race. I mean, we didn't get to see everybody. Like three quarters of the field got took out in the first corner. Yeah. So I mean, it'd have been different if it got red flagged and they restarted it, but. Unfortunately, it didn't work out like that. So, you know, it's something we moved past. <laughs> so it's like you don't really know. I mean, Fortner Road, good. You've seen Anstey's ripping. Dak showed he's got the speed to be there. And, um, heck, those were two of the main top guys, you know. I mean, McAdoo is a top guy. Um, Deegan is a top guy. I mean, all these Hammerker obviously is a top guy if he stays you know, off the ground. Swole and the triumph. Uh, yeah, you got swole. Pierce Brown. I mean, dude, I mean, yeah, exactly what Trey said. With the Lawrences yeah, going out, I mean, both of these series in the 250 class are going to be good because on one side, you have the West Coast as a bunch of veterans that aren't very, uh, you know, consistent, haven't shown consistency. You got, you know, the Levi in there, of course, but then you swip, switch it over to the east, you have kind of one veteran guy and, you know, maybe two if you want to call McAdoo a veteran since he's been in there for, what, three years, four years now? Uh, Trey, quote me if I'm wrong, but, yeah. I mean, 2017 is when he turned pro. Okay, so a little bit long. Five years. No, no, I'm way off. Eight. No. Anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. So it's going to be – it's gonna be, it's going to be wild for this 250 Supercross East for sure. I am no mathematician, by the way, uh, if you guys can't tell. But um, hey, man, it's the Imperative MX podcast, not the Imperative Math podcast. There so you go. There yeah, you yeah. Go. It's a loose program here, honestly, Trey. You should have heard what we were talking about earlier, dude. There is a whole debacle in this local NCMX series, but we're we're done talking about that because we went off the. Not off the rails, but we definitely had a good time talking about that for sure. Um, let's wrap it back around, I guess. Let's pick our maybe top three uh, power rankings. Let's do that real quick on who we think maybe had a good ride, but obviously with the first turn crash, um, a lot of guys, you know, one person, Hayden Deegan, had his handlebars uh, on one side all the way down, and um, Pierce had to work his way on up. Swole had to work his way on up. Um, you know, so who is, I guess, who's your top three power rankings going forward? And you can do kind of three, two, one, if you want, Trey. All at the same time, just go back to back to back. Uh, Yeah. If you want to, or you just want to keep it the same, because this is obviously. I'd say we could just go back and forth. Okay. I'll give one, then heavy D goes on. All right, let's do that. Um, Third place, like I said, it's only been one race, so you can't judge too much. The preseason title favorite, I feel, for everybody. I don't want to drop him too far. I'll go Hayden Deegan third. He wasn't able to show what he's capable of at Detroit, but he was solid in the heat race, almost got the heat win from McAdoo after a late charge. 
the speed's there, the confidence is there. I know the wrist was a question after some of the offseason stuff, but he looked solid in the time we got to see him out front. And I'm not going to drop him down the power rankings after something that was out of his control. So I'll put Deegan at third. All right, Heavy Dude, who's your number three? Um, I'm going to say my number three, honestly, just because they look – I was curious to see what they was going to do, and I felt like he'd have been pretty solid. But um, I'm going to have to go swole at number three. Oh, that's a, that's a good pick, Heavy D. I, I have a lot of – I mean, I know it was just one race, like we've said, but that Triumph bike, and it looked good. It looked like it belonged, for sure. So if swole oh, can – yeah. Stay consistent here. Uh, he can, yeah, definitely be up there for sure. That's a that's a good pick. Um, and I agree with what you said, Trey, with, with Hayden. He didn't get to show everything. But I am still on the fence on, is this uh, risk going to be an issue down, like, the rest of the moto? If, you know, if he's really, really charging the entire time, over-jumping stuff, hammering the whoops, right? Like, how much really can his wrist take? And we haven't seen that yet. So I think that that's going to be something to look forward to as well. Uh, who's your number two pick, Trey? I'll go Max Anstey. Okay. The flying at the test track hype seems to be true. So it's real. A veteran guy. He's raced against the best of the best, as I've discussed before, in various different classes, different forms of racing. He's confident. It seemed like since he switched from that or to the firepower team from day one, he's just been a different level of confident. And he was solid. He started his season with a second place again this year. He did that last year. Yep. He's smooth. He's solid. He's kind of an under the radar guy in the terms of he's not going to go out and set fast lap times and blow you away in qualifying. But he's going to be smooth, and he's going to be right up front in the main event and in the heat races. I want to go Anstey P2. Who you got, Heavy D? Your number two power ranking in this 250 Supercross East moving into Arlington. McAdoo. Balls out? Balls out, dude. He's, man, it's and the reason I say because we got a bunch of young guys in the class, dude. And Oh, besides Fortner, he's, he's – um, He's up there with McAdoo, but man, dude, McAdoo was aggressive, man. <laughs> he he's real aggressive. Like he 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 wants that thing, and I'm not gonna lie, I ain't gonna be the one to try to deny him of it. I don't think you can deny him of it right now. Like I said, he he was in that pileup, but that's I got him high in a power ranking personally. Okay. All right. So you so you're in the McAdoo hype. What about uh what about the shoulder injury that, that happened in December? Are we worried about that in the long run of the moto or you think he's good? Because Hayden dude, caught him dude, pretty good in that heat race. He did, but you got to understand, dude's crazy. Like he's gonna do he he's gonna stand on business when it's time to stand on business. All right. Heavy D, heavy D's got McAdoo at number two. All right. All right, ten yeah. four. Um, I don't. I'm not even gonna ask you who your number one is because I already know. I already put it down on the paper. So, <laughs> so we won't even. Have I to... could surprise you. Oh, you. I could surprise. I thought you. we were on the brown train. We are on the brown train, but he's got to win okay, four races this year. Yeah, he does. But <laughs> hey, it's it seven, doesn't start what, here. Seven of them. 
Is uh, it seven? It's seven of them, isn't it? Uh, I think the West Coast is nine, and this one's eight, right? Possibly, yeah. Okay, so it's eight of them, yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, this is not the Imperative MX or the yeah Math MX cast. Whatever. Hey, bro, we over here. <laughs> it's a it's a, lo- it's a loose program. <laughs> it's a loose program. Yeah. Um, Trey, who do you have at number one? Who is uh who's gonna come out on top in Arlington? Number one in my power rankings is Forkner. Okay. He got the win. He got the momentum. Oh! Everybody was doubting him. Once again, not my pick to win the race, but with what he did in Detroit, he answered a lot of questions. Everybody has been, can Forkner stay upright? We know he has the speed. Can he be consistent and be solid? He was that in Detroit. He took advantage of the first-term pileup, and he looked solid. It was a very mature ride. Didn't ride over his head. He was smart. And he took the checkered flag. And races like that will help him win a championship. Agreed. Okay, Hopefully, so he's, so he's number one can put in things your... together Go ahead. in my power rankings, yes. Okay, all right. So who do you have for the win, then? For the win, this, this is going to be one that you guys might be a little surprised about. Oh, boy. But a solid ride. At Detroit, I know both of you are fairly high on him. Already. But I haven't been super. Arlington is also the first building he ever scored a Supercross podium at. And you think about sometimes Eli Tomac in Daytona, Chad Reed in San Diego, sometimes you just have that confidence level going into a building. And after looking good at Detroit and solid and a mature ride, Jaleek Swole is going to win at Arlington. No way. What? No way. Shut the front door. <laughs> Holy cow. Damn. Hey, man. Okay. I've, I've tried to be conservative on some of these picks. The Forkner one, I thought, you know, it might be solid. It might come back to bite me, but I'm going to go out on a limb this time. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it now. Got a little bit more time on the bike to grow and be confident, take it into the off weeks. I think he's going to come out swinging in a venue that he's had success before. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You definitely hit us, hit us, uh, hit us differently for that one for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it, what, what a story that would be if Triumph was able to get on the box and, you know, potentially win, you know, their second race ever in, you know, Supercross, wouldn't that be, that would be wild. And that would be a hell of a story. That'd be flat out insane. It would. That would make this, uh, this, this thing really, really cool. And I guarantee that some other manufacturers would be like, okay, bro, like we're gonna, we're gonna try and do something too. So, um, all right, heavy. Then if it's not Pierce Brown, then, then who is it? Oh, it's Pierce Brown. You already knew. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not going – like, I'm stuck on it. Like, this, I'm, Nah, I what mean, I told I'm, you got in your head, bro. 
what I what I told you got got in your head, and you're like, oh yeah, bro, he's got to he's got to win four. He's got to win four of these. I appreciate the commitment from Harvey D. <laughs> he is sticking with it, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I'm sticking with it, dude. Like, I'm go. not leaving this one. All right. Although, All right. like, I gotta agree with Trey's on Jaleek Swole. Like, I gotta agree with him on that. But I'm I'm on this train until it like to the end. Like, we're riding. He's on the man. brown bandwagon. Yes, he's on it. Uh, but see, you weren't this hyped up about him last year. So what changed? Oh, just because. I'm t- it's just time, man. It's oh. Some, some oh, yeah, that's right. It's all about time. the timing. I got you. It's the time, dude. Right. It's like, like I'm just. I, it, you, you ever look? It, it's just. It's like that for some of them. I don't know what it is, but Trey Kennard, he won in his first year, and then he had a, a little bit of strength of bad luck some there, and then he won again. Some guys, it's like they come in and they can win immediately. Some guys, they come in and they fall off. You just never know. Ryan Dunsey went from blowing a 34-point lead to an all-time great. So See, it just anything exactly. can happen. He's got a point there. Yeah, that is true. All right, Heavy. Well, I'll just write it down for the next four races or for the, like the next couple <laughs> of races. So what, should I just put Brown down and we don't even have to have your prediction? You already know. Let's, Let's put it in Sharpie you. instead of pencils. Oh, it is we Sharpie. Got seven I have rounds. a Sharpie. So. We got seven. We're down to six. He's got to make it happen within six. So. All right. Yeah, six or seven, whatever the uh, – however many rounds they have, which I believe is eight, but we'll but see. Just, okay, just hypothetically. Hypothetically, he gets three. That's pretty damn close. You got to admit, that would be solid right there. I'm I mean, it would be four. solid, but I'd still be getting 20 bucks. Yeah, you're getting 20. You would get you 20 bucks, but you would – once that 20 was in your hand, you would come to life and be like, okay, like, all right. That that was a pretty damn bold predicament, and he that that's pretty good. No, but if, I'm he, if he clicks off, four. if he clicks off three wins or gets three wins, and you know the next couple of weeks, I'll definitely be side eyeing and having my eyes eyebrows raised. You know, I'll be like, <laughs> okay, all right, maybe maybe something's happening here. But I really like that swole pick. Just somebody that you don't think that you know he's had bad luck in Supercross. Um, in previous years, right? Uh, so you think that it's going to turn around at some point for him, and maybe the bike, the team, just everything, right? Like he was there for this entire building process, so this bike is literally for him and everything that he would want, right? Because they've been working on this for such a long time now, um, and obviously having the people around and the team, yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Um, I'm still trying to think of who of who I want to put down on this paper, but honestly, dude, um, let I'm, us know how you feel. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna go Fortner. I think I think Fortner's different this year. I think that he can he can just start clicking off these wins, and uh, especially if he can get a good start, he's got Rhino in his back pocket now. I think Rhino has kind of chilled him out a little bit. He's older, right? I know we say this every single year outside of him being with Rhino now, but um, it's got to eventually happen. There's no, there's no way that it do, that it doesn't happen at some point because you got to think that he's gonna win one of these titles um, eventually because he always comes out, man. He's so fast. He just has really, really bad luck, and it's got to turn around 
just like you said, 34-point lead that Dungy blew away, right, to one of the all-time greats. So I think when it starts clicking, if he can come back and win this weekend, I think it's clicked, and I think it's game on uh, for him, and he's going to stay in that points lead, and he may even take the title if he walks away with the win this weekend in Arlington. I'll put that down in Sharpie. If he wins this weekend, I guarantee he wins the title. Who's that? Ooh. Fortner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, he wins the, if he wins this weekend, I'll throw out something crazy. Yeah. So if Fortner wins this weekend in Arlington, he's winning the title. Mm. A little something juicy and spicy I like there. that. That's ooh, ooh. Okay, you want to uh, double up, double or nothing on that unit? So, all right. If you get that right, okay. If you get that right, right there, you owe me twenty. And, and if you're right, I owe I owe you twenty. Yeah, all but right. if you're right and you're right, you get forty. Oh, that he doesn't get four wins, and I got you. Mm -hmm. And Fortin wins a title. Okay, and then rolls reverse for me too, right? So if you could get it, you could get it uh, twice too. Yeah, yeah. If uh, because you don't, you don't think Fortner's because if you think that if Fortner is going to win in Arlington, that he's not going to win the title, right? Yeah, and okay. Let me say that I want to go on record and say this. Oh boy. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> this is no no shade to Rhino. But the few guys that he has worked with when it comes to like Supercross that have usually done pretty good Supercross, they haven't won a title. Dean Wilson went from winning the title, went to Rhino, and he didn't win a title. But did Wilson win that year that he was with Rhino? Did he win one no. single race? Nope. All right, then this is... No, no, he is, did. He did win a race. He did. He won one race. What year was he this? He won one race. What year was this? God, it, it was when he was on Pro Strike. What year was that? He won... He had just come off the outdoor title and went into Supercross. 11? He won like it would have been 12 because 11 was the outdoor title. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, so I was thinking 12 was the year that 12 was the year that him and Tomac were kind of battling, and then I think Dean got hurt towards the end of the season, and Tomac won his first title. Uh, I think. Okay. That makes sense. He won I like do, the second or third round, I think it was. Oh, was that the I one where uh, Tomac went and took him out in the. In the uh, and he hit his shoulder going down, I think, Seattle down, or the, sometime, down the yeah. straightaway, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. Holy cow. Yeah. Dude, that was a hell of a race. Dude, I need to go back and rewatch that one. That's a good one. That was a good I one. I know Dean won Phoenix that year because they did it for re-raceables, and the whole race was up on YouTube, and I watched it. And somehow Tyler Rashray had the red plate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, something play. crazy like that could happen where Swole ends up the red plate holder at the end of this, you know, this next weekend because yeah, anything can happen. I'm not trying to knock Rattray at all. No, but he's a lot more known as a uh, motocross guy than a supercross one. Oh, of oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. Uh, do we have futures this weekend or no? I can look at the calendar. I do not know when the future races are. I know there's one at Daytona. Yes, I think Daytona is, coming the, up, is the next but, one. Uh, yeah, that seems. Yeah, so this is not Futures weekend, so it's got to be Daytona. That'll be interesting. We'll have to look at the entry list next week and see who all is competing and figure out our predictions for that as well. Uh, okay. Uh, apparently, that... Oh, that's the... Yeah, no. There is not a futures in daytona either well the thing i'm looking at says there is so maybe i don't know because uh, i'm looking at the supercross live website yeah round I'm one at Anaheim, round two daytona round three st louis round four foxborough and then championship salt lake city interesting yeah never changed ama yeah, yeah never literally because i'm looking at the app and you go to season, you go to info, and they have everything here. You know, track maintenance, opening ceremonies, um, heat one, heat two. But that's just a 450, right? 450. And yeah, uh, qualifying and all of that. There's no futures uh, mentioned uh, in here on the app. So never change. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we will see then, because that will be uh, that will be uh, interesting for sure to um, to see if Davies, right? Davis, Davies, Davies, uh, Davies can uh, take that away from Gavin Towers. I think those two are definitely going to be going at it for the rest of, for the remainder of the season. So um, of those futures events for sure, and into you know the amateur national, of course coming up in august all right anything else uh that you guys have uh any predictions or anything else that you would like to uh say before heading into arlington for this weekend it was an off weekend man it was very weird uh to have an off weekend uh but we're back at it this weekend and uh you don't have to worry about weather it's a dome so that's good um yeah anything else from you guys we gotta make our 450 picks too Oh, we got I, carried away with the two fifty East and the wild predictions. But <laughs> uh, all right, Trey. Then who do you who do you have for the four fifty? Because I put you down as Jet. Well, that's not who I'm picking. Oh, okay. All Super right. Web is my pick. Oh, Web is your pick. Okay. Okay. As I mentioned, to... this is the part of the season I feel that he starts to really turn things up and start applying the pressure. And as Heavy D mentioned about somebody earlier Cooper Webb usually stands on business and he's had some mixed bag of luck at Arlington I'm pretty sure Arlington is where he crashed really hard in 2020 but this could be the start of a championship push and I think we'll see the number two on the top of the box all right heavy who you got who's your who's your winner Anderson I was going no I was going to go Webb Oh, okay. Well, I had the power rankings. I thought that your number one picks for the power rankings would have been your picks for the win. No. But I do understand uh, now for next time. You know what I'm saying? 
So, uh, so you got Webb too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my with with Jet. Uh, I think just the momentum's on his side right now. Uh, it will be interesting, right, to see if he can bounce back from that weekend, which I think that he could have. Uh, he could have won if he could have got the start. It'd have been interesting with him and Roxon, but um, I think just the momentum and the confidence is uh, is going his way. So I'm going Jet. So we didn't have anything crazy in the 450, but that 250 class, I think our eyeballs are going to be glued. Uh, for sure, watching to see what happens there. I think it's going to be a, a great race. It's always a great track, I feel. Um, you got to think about Webb back in 21 when he outbeat Roxon there. So you got to think that he's going to feel good coming into this uh, to this race this weekend and kind of know the dirt and all of that. All of these other guys do as well, but I think that's something that he has in his back pocket going into uh, – going into Arlington. I think it would be interesting to see the stat. I don't know if any of you guys have seen a stat on Cooper Webb's averages from Arlington or not. I didn't know if anybody put that out there or not. I figured somebody would on X or something. Do you see anything, Trey? I haven't, but I can figure it out. He said I'm on it. He said I can figure it out. Cuz that'd be that would be interesting to see who who's the rider that has won in Arlington because you think, you know, Daytona with Tomac and, um, you know, different races like that, right? So you just, you wonder if um, Webb is that guy in Arlington because you don't really hear much about, oh, we're going to Arlington. You know, this rider is really, really good here, if that makes sense. I mean, the results are pretty legit there. Since he switched to Red Bull KTM the first time, obviously the first two Yamaha years were rough. First, 12th, which is the race I mentioned that he crashed and landed back first on the floor. That was oh. a brutal crash. Over the, then over the Dragon's sw- back, right? I think so. Oh, dude, that was... Oh, yeah, sweating. I remember that one. That was brutal. He swept all three of them in 2021. Yep. When they did the residencies, as you said, uh, before getting into the writing, I was a Roxon fan, and that does not give me good flashbacks. <laughs> he was, let me see here, I believe third in 2022, which was a bit of an off year for Cooper. And he won in Arlington last year, so five wins in the past, what, seven, eight races at Arlington? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, man. All right. Well, let's see if let's see if Webb can uh, can do something here, knock some uh, some con- some confidence back into him, knowing you know that we're heading east. That's this is normally where Cooper Webb starts making his way. Remember Tampa in last year? That's really where uh, he did. And then of course last year he had a great year there. So you got to think that this is uh, the time for Webb. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Jet um, on my picks and. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, okay, did we did we miss anything this time? I know L host here, L host. No, I think I think we're good now. All right, ten four. Well, uh, Trey, I appreciate you coming on uh, to this week's episode, of course, and we will see what happens this weekend, and of course, be back uh, for next weekend with you or next week with you to uh, 
to speak about it, analyze it, and uh, give your knowledge on it. So, uh, once again, I appreciate it, and uh, you have yourself a good night. Thanks for having me once again. Y'all have a good night, too. Enjoy. All right, later. later. See ya. All right, and that was our Trey Steyer from imperativemx.com. Make sure you guys go and check out all of the awesome articles that he writes up on the website and those race recaps. Uh, those older race recaps, Heavy D, uh, are going to be good ones to reminisce about, especially since we've had a uh, off week end of uh, racing, at least on the professional side. The local side was solid, but now we get to go back into a little bit of professional racing. So super excited to see what happens within that. Did we miss anything, Heavy D, on this, uh, on this pod? Are we good? I, th I think we've covered nah. just about everything and anything. Yeah, no, I think we're good. Well, that's it for episode number 37, where we spoke about this weekend's Dreamville NCMX race and the whole 50cc shaft debacle. We had Tyler Shoemate, Ryder Shoemate's father, of course, to come on and speak about the whole incident, the behind the scenes, his thoughts. Uh, we also got a little, small little interview with Ryder there. And, uh, of course, we'll see him this weekend down there at South of the Border, as well as all of you listening that are going to be heading down there for the area qualifier. And, of course, we spoke about other races coming up. Make sure you guys check out that compiled schedule. Made it a lot easier for you guys to figure out the races in the series that are going on each and every weekend for 2024. Big thanks again. Oh, we also had Trey Steyer on to talk about the professional side of Monster Energy AMA Supercross, of course. And uh, yeah, we have an off weekend of AMA Arena Cross, um, and we're back at it in Daytona there. So that'll be something to look forward to in the future. And of course, you guys already know so much more that we broke down in this episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. And big thanks again to the companies who make all of this possible. West Virginia Motorsports, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, FXR Racing, Hydropower, Silver Valley MX Park, Total Control Racing Suspension, and PR Motorsports. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Imperative MX Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, and TikTok. Find the other episodes and more local scene podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Check out imperativemx.com when you can and post on the forums. From myself, Zach Newberry, and co-host Heavy Day, we're out. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>